0: The second essential thread of discipleship that I want to emphasize is service. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verse 13, said, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature, but rather serve one another in love. I've entitled this study, Finding Freedom at the Beach. There are things we readily pair together as complementary. Things like peanut butter and jelly. Macaroni and cheese. Needle and thread. But some things are rarely joined in our thinking because they seem incompatible, like Democrat and Republican. Paris Hilton, and Role Model, or the Cleveland Browns, and Winning. Inside God's kingdom, some things that initially appear incompatible are actually inseparable. Things like, the last will be first, or when we're weak, then we are strong. Today's text unites two such concepts, freedom, and serving others. Until we grow in knowledge, the word serve evokes visions of being burdened with responsibilities, people, and needs, leaving us anything but free. But God always says what he means and means what he says. So despite appearances, in serving others, we develop our freedom in Christ. Let me define our key terms. Service is loving, spirit-empowered activity on behalf of others. It addresses people's needs in a manner aimed at their greatest benefit. And freedom is a condition of the spirit that enables us to live as God intended. Freedom isn't essentially about giving up something It's about gaining everything. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian writer, compared our spiritual ignorance to a small child's fixation with his sandbox. When his parents remove him from the sandbox for a promised vacation at the beach, he kicks and screams, believing that his play is over. But all that ends at first sight of the beach, the sand dunes, and the waves of the ocean. Spiritual freedom unfolds as we step onto the beach of service and discover something far better than the little sandbox of selfishness. When we discover our problem isn't that we seek too much, but that we settle for too little. Before stepping onto the beach of service, we must first step into God's kingdom. The word brothers, in Paul's words, reminds us we can't serve God until we've been set free by Jesus. Without the transforming power of God's grace, we're too enslaved by our own hurts, habits, and hang-ups to serve others as God intends. Now, that's not to suggest people outside God's kingdom don't serve others. They often do, and often do so admirably and sacrificially. But they cannot address the highest need of those they serve, the need of God. Only believers can accomplish that. Yet, sadly, many believers don't serve others because they're convinced they're not good enough. They think they have to get their act together before serving, when in reality, they'll never get their act together until they serve. If you've come to Jesus, you're good enough to serve, because Jesus is in you, and he's good enough. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul said that we are accepted in Christ. That's why we're called to serve. We don't work for God's approval. We work from God's approval. But freedom and calling don't always translate into loving service because freedom can be hijacked to serve selfishness. Believers are free from the power of sin, but we're not free from the presence of sin. While no longer slaves to sinful impulses, we can be seduced by them. When that happens, the church becomes the venue where our selfishness unfolds. We fail to set aside time or energy to serve others because we're preoccupied with our own agendas and pleasures. Or we serve for the wrong reasons, to earn the approval or applause of others, to run away from our own pain, to find a place of perceived power, to remedy our guilt, to impress God, or even to seek financial gain. Service prompted by such illegitimate motives leaves us feeling deceived, burned out, or bitter, disillusioned with God or his people when the problem actually lies within us. Selfishness is rooted in fear and unbelief. We fear we'll be in trouble if we don't look out for ourselves first, or we doubt that we have the time or resources to help anyone else. We refuse to believe God pays for what he orders, being convinced that if we don't invest in others, or that if we do invest in others, we'll come out on the short end of the stick. Or we fear that if we serve, we'll be wounded. The truth is, if we love and serve anyone, our hearts will almost certainly be broken at some point. But sacrifice is where we learn to live in freedom. Freedom that unfolds when we're content with the approval of God no matter the responses or opinions of people. The alternative is to give your heart to no one. Wrap it carefully inside hobbies, little luxuries, little diversions. Avoid all sticky entanglements. Lock it up in the coffin of selfishness where it won't be broken, but where it will become increasingly cold, hard, and unbreakable. Ask anyone who's lost the capacity to feel, and they'll tell you better to feel pain than to not feel at all. Finally, our motive for serving must be love for God and others. Any other motives won't sustain service and will contaminate our service. Love enables us to serve with joy, regardless of human recognition Or human opposition to do so simply because God sees us that lifts the most obscure task out of the mundane and into the magnificent every act of service is a place where we meet God and develop our own freedom so in a very real sense service should be like child's play Children love play for its own sake. They don't have to be coerced to play. A parent doesn't have to threaten discipline if a child will not play. And once a child has visited the beach, they want to return, knowing there's something far bigger than their little sandbox. That's what God intended for loving service. And that's why we're told to serve the Lord with gladness. Those who chronically ask, can't somebody else do it? Only do so because they haven't seen the beach. They haven't discovered the larger, joyful world of service outside their little sandbox of selfishness. Until they do, they'll never be content. For God made us in his image. We're too big to be satisfied with little sandboxes. And besides, somebody else can't develop our freedom. Freedom doesn't come on the group plan. Freedom unfolds as each of us visits the beach of service. That's why God wants to weave the thread of service into your life.